Hello and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we're speaking with the Washington State Auditor's Office and Kathleen Cooper. And uh, they're going to talk through a lot of their really cool visual interactive reports that they've uh, put on their website. Something that I think uh, a lot of IGs and auditors should take a look at. Uh, it's a really great innovative way to display the results of their work. So uh, let's talk to Kathleen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. All right, so today we have an exciting show. We are going to be talking about more innovative ways to present reports, audit reports, and other types of reports. And uh, for that, our guest today is Kathleen Cooper, and she is from the Washington State Auditor's Office. So welcome, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. All right, awesome. Well, uh, let's just start off a little bit. Do you mind just giving us... uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and what your uh, organization does? Sure, I'm happy to do that. So, so the Washington State Auditor's Office uh, is, is, a, is one of the coolest state agencies. I'm really excited to work for it. It does uh, financial audits and accountability audits and any number of audits of every state agency and local government in the state of Washington. So more than 2,000 uh, different types of, of local governments you know, it, across the state get get audited by us at least once every three years and often more often than that. So, you know, we we audit on behalf of the public, and it's it's just one of the the best public service uh, things that that go on in Washington, in my opinion. So, and we, in addition to the audit work that we do, we also offer uh, non audit services. We have a, a team within our office that offers process improvements and training, and that builds resources to help local governments and state agencies improve their processes so they can serve the public better. So that's a very, very high-level overview of what our office does. And then uh, for, for myself, uh, so I've been the Director of Communications at the Auditor's Office since 2017. And before that, I was a working journalist for almost 18 years. I've worked at newspapers big and small and have done almost every different job you can do in a newspaper except for actually creating graphics. I was never really good at that particular skill, but uh, but I could do all the other things. So, so it was really um, a good fit for me to, to leave the public service of journalism, which I believe strongly in, uh, to work for an agency whose mission is the same. It's transparency, it's accountability for the public. So I left my job. All right. That's awesome. And ironically enough, since we'll be talking about graphics and such, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but you know all about it. So you're the one to talk to. Um, so why don't we, uh, and what I'll do is I'm going to put the links on our uh, AGA website as well. Um, you know, cause really this is a very visual thing. And I mean, I, the reason I'm doing this right. is because, you know, I think, I mean, obviously all other 49-plus state auditors might want to uh, take a look and see what, what you guys are doing and think about doing it themselves. Same with the federal, same with, mm-hmm. you know, anything, really. I mean, any kind of reporting entity, you know, you guys have a great mm-hmm. uh, set of interactive things that they could take a look at. So, um, I mean, I guess, I mean, is there, I mean, I know the primary link, you can look up state, you know, state auditor's office, and it'll pop you up on the, the front page, and there's some things there, but uh, and you can kind of click around. But I, we'll put the link on the on the, on the the site as well. Um, but why don't we yeah, just start off? You. Yeah, why don't we just start off a little bit about, 
you know, why, you know, most IGs are pretty conservative, traditional, things like that, right? <laughs> so what led you all to to decide, hey, you know, we want to make some, we want to create some visual, more visual, interactive type reports? Absolutely. That's, that's love to, to answer that. So uh, one of Auditor Pat McCarthy's top goals when she was elected as the Washington State Auditor and, and she came into office in early 2017 one of the things she really wanted to do was make our work even more accessible to the public. You know, she learned in, in crossing the state, talking to people that Washingtonians love the idea of the auditor's office. They just weren't really sure exactly what we did. In fact, you know, the word audit makes people think of the IRS. And so a lot of people hear the Washington State Auditor's Office and they think that we have a similar role for Washingtonians. And so it was a really big opportunity to, to, to figure out how to tell the public about the incredible amount of transparency and accountability work at every level of government that happens in our state, and it's all done on behalf of the public. So she asked our team, the communications team at SAO, to focus on that, focus on the public, focus on the legislature, the people's representatives, and then focus also on the governments that we audit who have a direct connection to the people in their community and, and figure out how to tell the story of good government. And so one of the first things that we did was we reimagined our whole office's visual communication style. We, we redid our website with navigation focused on what our users told us was important, and we changed our colors and our typography. Uh, we This agency uh, previously had a very somber navy blue. It had kind of a regulatory feel. And we really needed to, to start to emphasize to the public that we are in a a reporting agency. You know, we bring in the sunshine, we bring in the light, and we our goal is to empower the public and, and other stakeholders to really do what they need to do with the information that we provide. And so we really put a lot of thought into how to make sure that everything we do conveys that we're warm, we're accessible, we're distinct, but we are not giving up any of our authority. It's just that we aren't, you know, we aren't a hammer. <laughs> and so after saying all of that, I, I tell my auditing colleagues that I know sometimes communication stuff can seem a little woo-woo, <laughs> a little bit, talking about colors and fonts and stuff like that. But but those things are, are like body language. It's it's so important to understand how those are essential uh, to good communication, just as much as clean, crisp writing and all the other factors that, that, that make it important when you're communicating to the public. And when both of those things are working together, you've got the good visuals and the, and the good Clean, clean, crisp writing. I mean, it's just a powerful combination. So we wanted to try new ways to convey the complex financial information that our office puts together. It's really so much for the benefit of the public, but it's, it's sometimes dense. It can sometimes be hard to get through. So I'm really lucky that my team works with innovators because even before I had the privilege of joining the office, SAO has been working for years to make audit reports easier to use. Uh, you know, we have a team that does quality assurance that works really closely with the standard setting boards and, and uh, puts a lot of thought into how to make sure that our writing is precise and is understandable by the users of our reports and things like that. So I just view this as, as an acceleration of that trend that was already there. So that's, that's the why, really just to, to take that next step in getting the public and the legislators to know what we were doing on their behalf. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I dare say the, they're actually fun to read <laughs> because, you know, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think that's an important thing. You know, you got to I mean, you're from the, you know, press world. Right. I mean, you know that you got to get your readers attention. Yeah. Right. So 
Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at one that's for the kind of like the annual report, what you guys did for the year, all the summary. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even just like the nice pictures and stuff really keep you like, Ooh, that's a pretty picture. And then, Oh, what did they do? And here's some stats and yeah. the graphics, um, you know, and then you have some that are kind of scrolled down the page where you, you kind of do work on, you know, you explain sort of the financial results for the, the government and, you know, when you scroll down and then like a cool chart pops up, you know, it's just it like constantly yeah. grabs your attention. I mean, that's just super innovative way to make, as you said, pretty dense, sometimes material, very user friendly and interesting, mm-hmm. fun to read. Right. So that's a huge thing, that's, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. That's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that makes sense as to the why. And again, I want to spread that message. I want everybody else to do this. It'd be, it would be great. Um, so then, you know, tell us a little bit. So if somebody wanted to do this, I mean, you had to do the same thing. How did you get, you know, the approval and buy-in from, from your primary stakeholders and kind of who were those folks to, to let this go forward? Absolutely. That's a really important, uh, really important question because we all have to make sure that we're that we're not surprising people with that we work with. So that's one of the things about SAO is that our agency is very collaborative and, and it's a good, healthy culture. So that's really important. And we operate mainly with the rule of no surprises. You know, sometimes I know that that can feel like, oh, you know, we have to have so many meetings to make sure everybody's in the loop or, you know, things like that. And that can sometimes feel a little low to some people who are new to that process. But for us, it really works. And we really believe strongly in go slow to go fast, if that makes sense. So, so here's what we did, you know, specific to, to our office. So Auditor McCarthy really put her confidence in our team to try new things. And she really, she made that known uh, to the agency. And so it was really a nice way to start. And we really took that trust very seriously. And so when we began, our team's process was we brainstorm as a team, just, you know, just within the communications team and, and talk about any new tools that we saw out in our, our own world of, of reading news and absorbing information. And, oh, I saw this really cool infographic that on this website that did this, or I, I saw this really interesting way that this entity told this story, you know, the New York Times or the LA Times or stuff like that. And, and I saw that this tactic was really interesting. So we talk about that as a team. And then we think, you know, I saw that, and this is how I think the information that we have could work that way. And, you know, visually communicating financial data and doing something other than charts is a really fun challenge. And so we really think a lot about how to connect those things so that, so that you've got that information. And when a chart is necessary, a chart is necessary. We don't shy away. But are there other ways that we might be able to draw people through the information? So as a team, we, we just talk about that stuff. We meet weekly. And then when we have a specific report, so as you have mentioned, we have, you know, there are annual reports that every auditor's office puts out from their own annual report that might be required by the legislature to their their actor, to the SWIZA, you know, to all of those other kinds of things. And so we took a look at all of those different reports and then tried to figure out as they came along, looking at them individually, what what's the hook there? What's the, the interesting thing? What's the thing we want people to know? Who cares the most about the results of this, right? And, and, and how can we make sure that those people see this and understand how it affects their, their world here in Washington? So after we look at each one individually, we, we work with the content subject matter experts and just putting together a Word document, just words, just words on a page, you know, 
here are our key points. Here are some of the top things that I would tell my mother if I had to tell her why this was important, you know, really trying to keep it high level. And then uh, our team, we have liaison areas throughout our agency. So whoever the communicator is that's connected to that area would take that uh, raw text, that raw material, and then work within our team to put together a mock-up or a rough draft of any of any of the different kinds of reports. And so then the most important thing that we do is we actually look at it first as a team and we feed it up pretty good. We are very candid with each other and very direct and, and obviously constructive and respectful, but you know, really making sure that what we show our content subject matter experts is, is the good stuff. You know, we really want to make sure that we've done our job, uh, you know, putting a lot of that thought into it first. And so we beat it up and then we figure out where the sensitive points might be. So one of the things that, that I have learned and we have learned is that auditors require great precision in writing and word choice. And they feel very passionate about that. And you got to respect it. You got to understand it. And so what we work to do is understand where that's coming from and figure out if there's a way that we might be able to alter the wording to make it understandable to a non-financial audience, but also figuring out where there are times we can't. And, and I'll use a phrase, segregation of duty, right, which is a very common term in our business. And everyone who is a user of financial reports understands what that is. And it is a well-known, widely known term. And one of the things that our team learned early on was that's a term that's known. It's a term of art and it's understandable and we can use it and it doesn't need to be more plain talk than that. That's just one example of many. And so we work really hard to make sure that we are as plain talked as we can be while also maintaining the accuracy and the precision that our auditors uh, desire. And so after we do all of that, then early on, and in fact, I'm actually proud to say that this isn't so much my job anymore, what I'm about to say, but early on, my job was to shop it around to my colleagues in the leadership level and explain what we were doing. You know, this is what we want to try. This is why we think it will work. This is how we plan on getting that message out. And I, I needed to give my colleagues confidence that we weren't being sensational, that we were really trying to just make things more accessible and easy to read. And I had to listen very closely to make sure that we weren't making actual errors and listen very closely to any concerns that there might be about issues of auditor independence, for example, and, and other things like that that are really important. And so after uh, we did all of that, we would just put the product out in the world and measure how it does. Right? So we use analytics in a number of ways. We use the Google Analytics function on our website. We uh, have been experimenting with an email marketing software that gives us a sense of open rate and click through and what is getting people's attention and when is a good time to send an email? Like if I send an email at 2 p.m., does it get opened more than the one at 8 a.m., for example? You know, we just try to sort of see how it's doing. And we, could, we collect quantitative measures like that, but we also collect qualitative measures, you know, just word of mouth from some of our local government and state agency clients who tell our auditors, hey, I saw that thing and that was really cool. Or, hey, I saw that thing and I had no idea you did that. You know, that's, those are the kinds of things that we really look for. And so after we put something in the world, we, we analyze it. We take a look at it. And when we plan the next one, we figure out, okay, what can we do better next time? And so a really good example of that is our SWIZA summary report. And so as I know your listeners well know, you know, the a statewide single audit report can run more than a thousand pages. <laughs> and so for years, way predating my time at SAO, 
you know, our office recognized that that was a very, that's a very dense report. That's a pretty tall order to ask a, a non-financial uh, audience to read a thousand page report. And so SIO has, had been writing a narrative summary of that audit report for a public audience for years. And it was, it was good. It was a nice, concise 14 pages of text and graphics. And so compared to the full report, it was a really breezy read. But we also know that compared to the attention of audience these days, 14 pages is still too much, no matter how compellingly written it is or how well it's designed, right? So we had to figure out what's another option. How can we take that next step? And so one of the things that we did was we were like, how can we make our audiences understand what a big dang deal this audit is and how important it is and how essential it is, you know, without making it seem like broccoli. <laughs> so the first thing we did was we used Tableau to create a data visualization of the information. And, and we leaned really heavy on the data viz and we didn't do a lot of narrative for that particular iteration. And, and so uh, there were a lot of things that were good about that process. It was a learning experience for the agency. It was one for our team because the, the way our team was constructed at that time, we were still new together and getting to know each other. And so I'm glad we did it because we worked through a lot of the, the learning curve process like that. And, and so, but we learned at the end of that, that the Tableau didn't perform very well. The story was still hidden. It, it wasn't clear enough, you know, to the users about what, what we wanted them to know. So it gave us an idea of, okay, we got to figure out how to fix that next year. So then the next year we tried a, a software program called Infogram. And that's what you'll see if you go look at our SWISA summary reports now is Infogram. And it created a much more pleasing product. It has these bouncy animations and it's got a really simple interface, you know, elegant colors, simple typography, you know, really designed to help uh, guide a reader's eye through whatever they're looking at. So we, we changed our tool and we adjusted our planning and our promotional strategy and our readership increased that next year. And so we've made, you know, in, incremental but meaningful improvements year over year. And so we're still using Infogram. And so this year was the third year that we used it for this was a summary. And it was the best ever. But here's what I want everyone to know. <laughs> it was the best ever. And I actually don't think the tool had anything to do with it. I think it was because we had a good story to tell because this year's was I was the first one to examine a full year of COVID relief funding. And there was huge interest in that from not just lawmakers and elected officials and appointed folks and the just regular members of the public who had gone, we'd all gone through this terrible situation together and there was so much money that flooded into every state in our country to try to make that terrible situation a little bit better. So interest was huge in how the state actually did in the area. And so we had an incredible response, both in terms of media coverage of the single audit itself and the results legislative interest, incredible response. We had, you know, our analytics through the roof uh, of everybody just clicking through that infogram and just taking a look at things. So the main thing that I would say is that good tools are good, but good stories are better. So always figuring out how to cook with good food. <laughs> yeah. So, and I guess going back to the earlier part, see, so you, you know, your, your actual state auditor. So she, was she ultimately the, the decision maker, you know, yes, I think we should go forward with this style of narrative, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. So that first year when we used Tableau, 100%, we took it all the way up to the top of the organization and said, this is what we're trying to do. What do you think? You know, how does it work? And, and she gave us the go ahead. And then the next year when we changed to Infogram, same thing. 
the, the good news is that we've got such a good process now and, and we have been very transparent in our own team is that I don't have to do that anymore. I'm, I, I get to let people know that we're doing it and I get people, I get to, to maybe provide a preview if, if we have it ready, but when we have an executive leadership team meeting, but, but I have, uh, our team has earned a, a great deal of, of trust from the leadership of the agency that, that we will pick the right tool for the job. So it's, it's, it's really paid off in the past several years. Yeah. And I wanted to comment more. So again, like I really encourage folks to go to your website because I mean, there's just so much cool stuff on there. So yeah, I mean, I, and obviously you don't do the infographics and the fancy stuff for every single report. I mean, you've got hundreds of reports on here, right? right. But, but you know, for some mm-hmm. of the really big ones, the, the popular ones, um, and even, you know, just say a regular audit or a performance audit or other kind of report. I mean, I was clicking around and you guys do a great job of, you know, presenting it. I mean, some of these have like a blog. It looks like a, like, so you go to a performance audit and it looks like a, like an article, I guess that's your journalism background, right? It looks like, Hey, you know, it looks like <laughs> right. a newspaper article. Uh, and then it says, Hey, yeah. you know, check out the report here or the summary level. So you go to the summary level and again, it's, it, you know, it's not as de- in depth of a graphic, but it's a very nice one pager with a few tabs. You can really get the gist and move on or, you can read the full detail report at the other link, right? So absolutely, I mean, yeah. we're, we're we're thinking about how people want to read at a variety of different levels and a variety of different ways. And and I'm actually I'm so glad you brought up the blog because I think this is this is an important thing. Our um, and even within our agency, we talk about this a lot. So our blog is a um, it's it's a it's a one stop storage shop. And let, let me say what I mean about that. We are not under any illusions that anybody in Washington would go to open their web browser and navigate over directly to our blog because they're super interested in the latest thing that SAO has posted, right? We know that that's probably not the case. But we, we use our blog as the way to collect all of the information that we're then going to use our other channels to disseminate. So what you just described, seeing sort of a news story about a performance audit. So that's how we do press releases these days. We'll put it on our blog and then we use that link to distribute to our, uh, to members of the media in an attempt to get them to cover the work that we do. And, and sometimes within that press release, you know, we try to also make that easy for anybody who were to come to it to just, I can click here and get the report and I can click here. And so I don't have to navigate all around once I find that one way in. Um, And so I'm really glad you brought that up because we do, you know, we spend a lot of time on figuring out what are the different ways that we could get people to be interested in this. And, And even, you know, the most functional of our audit reports, even there when, you know, we have a financial statement audit report of the city of Tacoma. Uh, you know, you can go find that on our website and it is written in, you know, audit report style and it follows the standards. But even there, we have a QR code on the cover of our report, which we use to, in case anybody happens to get a wild hair and wants to see what's there, we use that to point to different spots on our website every now and then to just see if people want to just explore around. So we're always just looking for different ways to invite people in and make it easy. Yeah. And I mean, you have other tools, you have this fit financial intelligence tool. I've been playing with that. I mean, it just kind of tells you how the money is spent. I mean, you can go down, drill down, there's a visual, what government, you know, which, which part of the government, how do they spend their money? I mean, it's really cool. So yeah, thank you. I fit is, I could talk, we have a whole other podcast about fit and it would not be with me, but I love fit. It's so amazing. Yeah. No, again, so encourage folks to check it out. So, um, 
you just kind of explain the tools of primarily infogram, some tableau. Um, and was that all just in house? You guys just figured it out or is this something you need, needed outside help with or anything? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So yeah, tableau. Um, I, I, I think it's fair to say that that's still a, I would imagine that a lot of really data savvy people have had experience with tableau. So I didn't know about Tableau until I went to work for the auditor's office, and it was actually an auditor that showed us how to use it. So so we learned that way. But then Infogram was something that a member of my team, he was at a training, and he learned about it from a colleague. Oh, hey, look at this cool thing. Uh, we also use Canva, which is another um, subscription-based service uh, that, that allows the creation of really sort of interesting visual things. And then finally, we use Adobe ePublications and a lot of the other functionality that the Adobe Creative Suite of product, products allows. So, you know, communicators, generally speaking, are familiar with Adobe InDesign, Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop. And Adobe in the past several years has also started adding a lot of online interactivity tools and things like that. So there's just always a lot of potential in Adobe. And this is the part where I get to say, I used Adobe for a huge part of my career. And if you asked me to do it now, I don't know that I'd be able to work it because I haven't touched it in several years because I'm so lucky that I have a team that, of experts, uh, you know, who work with those products every day. So the Adobe ePublications was fortuitous timing. We learned about it around the time that COVID hit. <laughs> we thought, well, this is a way to do a, a fun report that doesn't need to be printed out and distributed. So, so this is just, you know, perfect example of how we just try things. Um, Infogram and Canva are relatively inexpensive subscription services. And in, in Washington, we go through a process where we make sure that any subscription that we use is approved by our security folks, you know, both in our agency and outside. So make sure you do that. Uh, but then it's a pretty inexpensive subscription that you can try for any number of months and just see how it works for you. And, and there's no obligation. So that's another really good thing about just, just giving it a shot. Great. Yeah. We'll have to, again, go out and check those out. Um, so a couple more questions for you. So, uh, you know, you did mention a little bit that your, your stats had gone up. So, you know, how, how have the reports been received, you know, by the community and, yeah, just give us a little bit of the feedback you've gotten. Absolutely. So we've had just really positive feedback. And so, as I mentioned before, we, we do track analytics and we also do our best to measure media coverage, you know, how many different stories by different papers or different broadcast outlets in our state covered our news for their community. Um, and then we also collect anecdotal information from lawmakers and other members of the accountability community. So in our state, we have a variety of nonprofit organizations that exist to support different government types. So the Association for Washington Cities or the Municipal Research Services, uh, you know, uh, company. These other groups that have direct contact with uh, governments and that we audit, you know, that we go to conferences and they tell us what they've heard. And then we have our auditors who go out on site and work with uh, local governments and, and relay feedback as it comes in. So, we've increased readership each year by at least 30% on these big reports and sometimes more. And so right now we are still very much in the simple overriding goal of getting more eyes on our work, just doing better with the visibility every time. Uh, and so that's, that's uh, been really gratifying. And then the other way that we've been measuring success 
more broadly is that legislative interest in our office's abilities has increased. And we are increasingly seen as experts in our field, which of course we are. And, and our office is seen as independent and honest practitioners of information. And so because of this, our office and our auditors have been asked to take on new bodies of work in the past several years. And a really good example of that is very recently, our office has started conducting compliance audits of how law enforcement investigates use of deadly force within the law enforcement community. So this is a topic that's obviously of, of really high interest across the country and deep community interest, and our state is no different. And our legislature took several steps in the last session to uh, require certain things to happen during an investigation of a use of deadly force incident. And they asked our office to make sure that those things are happening. So we come in after the adjudication at the, of, of this, uh, these incidents and see that whether or not the investigation that was conducted, if it met the standards that the legislature has set out. And I, I think it's not a stretch to say that part of the reason we were asked to do that work was because lawmakers believe that we are we are independent, we are objective, uh, and we we are thorough, and and we can conduct these things in a very uh, very in way that's full of integrity. Yeah, no, that's 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 amazing, and, and those growth over year stats are pretty impressive too. It's kind of hard to get thirty percent, you know, more more users or viewers. Per I know. Year. So good, good. We're uh, gonna we're gonna plateau out at some point, and I'm gonna oh, have sure. to get a new measurement. But it's still a pretty fun thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, well, I think we have time for one more question, and it's really just kind of like to summarize this for us. You know, let's say you know. Somebody's state auditors like look at your website. They say, "Hey, I love this thing. We want to do this." You know, what would be your kind of advice? What would be the the biggest factors for them to consider if they want to do something just like you guys are doing? How would they do it? Absolutely. Well, the first thing I would say, and I I, I want to be clear that I I would hate for any of your listeners to feel like I'm waving the magic wand of funding. So I really want to be clear about that. But I would say that a really good step is to invest in communication specialists and starting with just one is completely fine. That's how the auditor's office did it, you know? And, and so sometimes you'll get lucky within your agency and you'll have a finance expert that also has a natural aptitude for graphic communication. And that's great. And take advantage of that as you can. Um, but you know, it's, we all know how easy it would be to sort of just lean on that uh, and burn that person out. And so if you can sort of build your capacity a little bit within your agency and having a communication specialist to support you and be able to sort of tackle some of these bigger projects, uh, it would really go a long way uh, to, to have that expertise on your staff. And then uh, as you go along and do that, you know, experiment. Um, and I know that that can feel really scary to public servants because public servants are really careful with public investment. And so there is a real desire to, to not ever leave the impression with the public that we're kind of willy-nilly about things, right? Um, and that's one of the good uh, news about this, this modern tech world that we're in. A lot of the data visualization tools have a very inexpensive entry point. And so you can try them to see if they work for you and if they work for the, your audiences. And I'll go back to Infogram one more time. You know, we, the first few times that we used Infogram, we used the free version of their tool. It didn't have a lot of the functionality that we wanted, but we needed to see if it would work. And then after we verified that it did, that was when we were able to justify, you know, the, the subscription cost. And so, um, you know, but I, 
even then, the subscription cost is, is quite nominal when you compare it with the kind of visibility that you might want for your products. So, and then the last thing I would say after just experiment and try it, and it, don't worry if it doesn't work. Um, that's, if that's a hard thing, and it's, I should take my own advice about that sometimes, but we work really hard to just, well, we gave that a shot and it didn't go anywhere. So we will do something different next time. <laughs> and, and so the other thing is that I remember too, when we started, don't worry about being flashy, you know, just really work on the content itself, be, be solid, be reliable, be clear, uh, you know, work on that plain talk and, and work on that, you know, uh, eliminating passive voice, making sure that it's, you know, direct active verbs and things like that. And, and then you can do a very simple and elegant uh, job of illustrating something with a, you know, with a graphics tool and, and then build on that, you know, and the other thing that we do too is, we look around at others in our communities of practice and see what's working for them. You know, so we look at other state audit shops. Um, we, before we had a, a big focus on improving our social media, we were really actively paying attention to the state auditor in Massachusetts who uh, was really a, a leader in how they were showing up on social media, for example. So we, we did that. The more recently in terms of data visualization itself, you just can't beat the prac, you know, the pandemic, Relief Accountability Committee, I think is what that stands for. I'm so sorry to my colleagues there. I just call it the PRAC, but you just can't beat them. They have such an amazing website and, and have done such a good job of turning really big data sets into, into interactive uh, visual, visual tools. And so sort of taking a look at what they do and, and seeing what slice of that might work for you. So that's just another example of, of, what, of how we do. We just look around all the time and trying to constantly see what other people are doing uh, that might work for us. Right. Yeah. And just one, actually one more last question. Um, so like the blog and, you know, those, the actual more infographical looking or summary level visualizations who actually writes the content for that? Is that your folks or is that the auditors who does that? That's a great question. So almost everything on the blog. Well, I, I, I was just about to say that now I, I, that's actually not correct. So let me start again. Um, all right. So a lot of the content on the blog is written by the communications team, but some of it is not. Some of it starts with subject matter experts. And so, for example, when we are issuing a new resource to help our local governments and state agencies improve their, uh, improve their procurement planning or improve their cash receiving and uh, how, how to make sure that you have good internal controls so that you can avoid ACH fraud, um, those resource type things, the blog posts that introduce them to our readers often begin and are written by the subject matter experts that created the resource. And then our team, as we did for the resource, we come through in a support role. We, we edit. We may reorganize. You know, we may suggest uh, a new headline that might work better for search engine optimization. And we make sure that there's keywords in the blog post and things like that. So, so that content goes through a, a writing and editing and review process uh, across the agency, you know, depending on where it begins. Anything that's related to this, anything that looks and sounds like a press release is written by our team. It starts with us. Uh, several of us on the team have uh, journalism backgrounds and, and have had experience in that world. And so we, we know how, how difficult it is for working journalists to cover things these days because there's just not enough of them in any of our communities. And so we work really hard to make sure that our press releases are done in a very newsy style to just do everything we can to make it easier for 
the journalists in our community to rely on what we put out there so that the community then can hear our message too. So we, we just we just know that that their jobs are even harder than they used to be. So this, the the authors of the things on the blogs are are definitely split between subject matter experts and communications folks. Okay. No, just going back to that first point you made, if you have the ability to find folks with communication background or, you know, I mean, I think just reading from what I've read on there, they're just written very well, very catchy to the point. It's just like a journalist would write them so you guys are doing, I mean, and, Thank you. yeah, you're doing great. I'm assuming that culture is just going across your whole organization, you know, so that's, that's really, uh, I think that's a great first step definitely. if you can get that. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, Kathleen. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah. when we, oh, sorry. Oh, I was, I'm so sorry, Paul. I was just going to say, you know, we, we also, this, the agency invested in editors, you know, for, for complicated reports and things like that. I, I was so lucky. I got to join this agency and I got, I inherited uh, three fantastic editors and a graphic designer. So, and of course we've had turnover in those positions since then, but, but it's just been a priority of this agency for quite some time. Right. Yeah. Well, cause I didn't mention it, but my first job was IG with the IG in education. And I, you know, I had to write audit reports and I was like, okay, so I'm a, I'm a writer now on top of an auditor. And like, <laughs> how do I have all this skill sets? It's kind of hard. Um, so <laughs> it is, it is know, hard <laughs> Yeah, to make it. I mean, I can write it up. It might be boring, but you know, to make it catchy and interesting, you know, need people like you. So, but yeah, Kathleen, thank Absolutely. you so much. This has been awesome. Um, you know, uh, the Washington state auditor's office, everybody go to that, you know, go to the website. We'll give you some links, but, uh, so many cool things you all can learn from. So yeah, Kathleen, thanks again for joining us. This was, this was really great. Great. It was really fun talking with you. And, and uh, my contact information is on the website. I, I would love to talk or chat with anybody who would like any more detail about anything we talked about today. All right. Well, thanks again. Have a great day and have, have a great, uh, yeah, I don't even know what day of the week it is. I mean, in the middle of the week, I'm, I'm back from a vacation. So <laughs> anyway, Wednesday. have yeah. a nice happy new year. How about that? <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. A-G-A-C-G-F-M dot O-R-G is where you go. And we'll have all the links uh, for uh, the Washington State Auditor's Office uh, for their reports. You should definitely check them out. They're really, really impressive. And, uh, yeah, we're now in a new year here, so we definitely have some new podcasts on the way. So be on the lookout. Until that next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.